Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there? You just have no clue how to get it out. Or maybe you want to know the Bible better and you're looking for any resource to help. Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We're sisters. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And we love to study the Bible and we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context of scripture, it actually adds to our understanding. It adds color to the black and white pages of the text. Listeners, you want to know what Erica just told me? What? <laughs> that you weren't going to get excited and passionate. I was going to stay calm. <laughs> yes. I'm that? staying calm. Yes. Yes. We'll see if that really works. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, those of you who have ever even talked to Erica. Yes. If you just start talking Bible stuff with Erica, there's just an intensity and a passion that comes. Right. And My Erica hands. thinks she's going to teach and stay calm. <laughs> I find that comical. But one that's okay, Erica. One day. <laughs> yes. One day. Yes. But we are, for the next several weeks, we're going to be writing a dictionary. Yeah. I think. Kind of a shelf. Picture this. We're building those shelves. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we need on those shelves is a dictionary. Right. Because, and actually that leads right into what you were saying then about those of you who speak more than one language. Right. Unlike us. Us Americans that tend to, tend to just speak English. Those right. of you who have learned another language mm-hmm. and fluently speak it, you understand the struggle right. of going back and forth between... Of translating yes, and trying to find the right words. I mean, how do you say tends to be the comical. Right. And then they say the word and someone's like, just like that. Right. But so we were talking about that earlier. Do you want to add anything? Yeah, I think one thing for our American listeners, it's just helpful to be reminded that the Bible was written in a different language. Right. And so translators come along and they have some very difficult decisions to make. Do you translate word for word or do you translate thought for thought? Mm -hmm. For instance, this was the example that always comes to my mind. In in English, I would say, I flew to the grocery store. (laughs) And depending on your context... Your children might agree. Right. (laughs) She grabbed her broom (laughs) and flew off. Thanks. So... Depending on the context, though, like you might think, oh, my word, all those people in Americans are, are, are so rich. They each have planes and right? they fly to the grocery store. Or if you're a third world country, you might think, wow, they're so amazing. In America, they fly right? through the air like a bird. But an American would go, oh, she just she drove quickly. Right. You know, or you could use this example. I ran to the grocery store. Right. Well, let me put it in this context. I was in such a rush. I ran to the grocery store and picked up my clothes and then I ran back to the home and made dinner versus this context. I'm training for a marathon and I ran all the way to the grocery store today. Right. Those are two statements that are exactly the same, but they give you very different pictures. Right. And the context is different. The context is different. Mm-hmm. So as Except a, you did say you got your clothes at the grocery store. I know. I, th- <laughs> I thought you were going to say. I, mean, I did notice that. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. Now you'll know why your dress is the way she goes. <laughs> she buys her clothes at the grocery store. <laughs> my potato sack. and Yes. I guess I was thinking Meyer. Oh, the yeah. supermarket. That's right. a supermarket, I guess. I guess. Solid grocery store to me. Okay. But the idea is context right. matters, culture matters. Yes. 
Because depending and your understanding of that language and how it can be used. Yes. Because we can be, we can use words that don't really fit. But in our culture, understand exactly what we mean. Right. Basically, if you're a non main English speaker and you listen to what I just said, I was basically saying all three times, I quickly went, drove right. to the grocery store. Right. That's what I meant. But that's not what I said. So as right. a translator, you have to come in and go, do you translate word for word? Right. Do you use the word flew like right. a plane flies or a bird flies? Right. Or do you mean to move quickly? Right. Mm -hmm. And so translators are constantly making these decisions mm -hmm. when they translate from the Hebrew or Greek into mm -hmm. English. And that's where we get our different translations. Right. Some focus more word to word. Mm -hmm. Some go thought to thought. Some try to do a hybrid of the two. Mm -hmm. Some go thought to thought and then take it even beyond that. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is go back to the word mm -hmm. flu and be like, okay, what's the meaning behind it? Right. Does it mean to fly like a bird, fly like an airplane? Does it mean to drive quickly? Mm -hmm. And we're trying to get back into the mindset of the Hebrew and understand right. what are they saying when they use this word. Right. And so which is why we realized we needed a dictionary. Right. Because what we want to do is be able to say these words mm -hmm. and we want everyone to have the same picture and idea then. Right. That goes with it because that helps us all. If we all understand, hey, when I say this word... I'm going to mean this big plethora of meanings, right. definitions. Yes. It helps us go, oh. Right. Where if you just have one definition and I'm referring to a different aspect of that word, yes. it can cause confusion. Yep. And so as we've been building our shelves, we realized mm -hmm. there's some words before we get into our next themes and talks yes. and podcasts. Let's start with the basic, here's our definition. Yeah. So here's our dictionary we're going to be building for the next couple weeks. Yeah. And real quick, we can tell them the words. We're going to deal with holiness. Yep. Uh, law. Yep. Faith. faith. Righteousness. Yes. Favor. Favor and grace. And grace. Ooh, which actually we do have a whole podcast on favor. We do. And grace. I don't know. We don't need to redo that one. I think. Do you? Oh, we'll talk about it. Okay. Now that we're saying that, I think. Yeah. We'll see about that one. We might just refer you back to that podcast. Right. But we're that's those are the words right now. Our dictionary can always grow and expand. <laughs> right. I'm sure in the future we'll add to it. Right. But those sure. are the words the next couple of weeks, and we're not sure how long it's going to take. Because we pad, don't know how long One podcast take. per word. But today we're right. starting with the word holiness. Right. Or holy. Yes. And I'll stop talking, and Erica will start. And then, and then you'll ask good clarifying <laughs> yep. questions. One thing as you read through the Tanakh is you see that of every other attribute attribute of God, this is the one attribute that is expounded on or quoted on or quoted three times. Okay. Um, it's used oh, three holy, times of holy, God. Holy, holy, holy. holy. Okay. Yep. I didn't say that very well. It's used three times right. in Isaiah 6. Holy, holy, holy. And so the thought is that whereas God has many attributes, this is the one attribute that's essential. You could remove every other oh. attribute and okay. he would still be God. Okay. But this attribute is what makes him God. Hmm. So we need to ask, what does holiness, what does holy really mean? And Veronica, when you when someone says holy, what's a, a picture or thought that comes to mind usually? Usually you come along with the idea of moral perfection. 
right. or sinless. Right. If something is, ho- if I'm holy, if I'm to be holy, I tend to think I need to be perfect, meaning sinless. Right. I right. think that's often how it's used. We're sinful, God is holy. Right. We usually just put those two right. against each other. But actually, we're going to go through scripture, and I'm just going to give references. Okay. And then you guys can, our listeners can look it up later. And we're going to talk about what does holiness mean. So in Genesis 2, 3, we mm-hmm. see that the seventh day is holy. Mm-hmm. In Exodus 3, 5, you find out ground is holy. In Exodus 26, 33... You have a tabernacle, which has a holy place and mm-hmm. a most holy place. In Exodus 28, 2, you find out clothes that the priests used was holy. Mm-hmm. And if you continue to read through Exodus, you'll find food burned on the altar is holy, anointing oil, incense, showbread. In fact, everything in the tabernacle and then later on the temple was considered holy. Priests were considered holy. Uh, donations given toward these buildings were holy. And so you have all of these multiple things that God calls holy. Mm -hmm. But besides the priest, could any of these things sin? Oh, no. Like time, place. Water. Objects. No. Food. Yeah. Right. None of those things can sin. So a lack of sin Mm -hmm. cannot be what makes you holy. Or the only definition? Or be the only definition. In fact, I would put it down as a very low definition. Right, okay. It's in there. I don't th- I'm don't. i not saying God sins, right. but I'm not saying holiness is not about sinlessness. Okay. In Leviticus, God commands the nation of Israel over and over again, be holy, be holy. Mm-hmm. But in Leviticus, he also acknowledges you'll sin, mm-hmm. and here's how to restore the relationship. So if God is saying, be holy, which means don't sin, but I know you're going to sin, so here's how to fix it when you mess up. Well, that makes holiness sound like a joke. Right. I'm putting a standard. You'll never be able to meet it. And I don't even think you will. And I don't even think you'll try. So why bother? Why bother? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so why even tell me to be holy and then acknowledge in the next breath, but you won't be holy, so here's what you do. Right. Holiness has to mean something else. Okay. At its core. Exodus 28, verse 36 states, You shall make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it, like the engravings of a seal, holy to the Lord. That's the key phrase right there, holy to the Lord. Hmm. All these things in the examples above are considered holy because they belong to God. So they're set apart for the Lord's purpose and the Lord's use. Now, the Hebrew word holy is actually the word kadosh. Can you spell that? One way to spell it is K-A-D-O-S-H. I've also seen it spelled with Q-A. Yes. It could be Because really, we just need to say sometimes Hebrew words have multiple spellings. Because you're going from a different alphabet. Right. To what? What letter? What? Not Roman, but what's our? I don't know. It's a yeah. different type of alphabet. Right. So you're actually also changing the letters okay. from a Hebrew letter to an English letter. Right. So it could be K, it could be Q. Um, but the, it's, it's pronounced kadosh. Okay. And it actually carries the idea of set apart, sacred, unique. So you would say the definition of holy is set apart, sacred, 
unique, unique, dedicated for a, a parts of it. For parts of it. Okay. If, it, if you're talking about a created thing, okay. So if you're talking about God, though, I would leave off the dedicated part. Right. Okay. The ultimate holy thing or person in the universe is God. Because he is the ultimately set apart, unique. Sacred. Okay. Mm-hmm. Holiness comes from God. He is the original holy thing. Without him, nothing can be holy. Mm-hmm. You could say he is... On, uh, when, you're, when you're looking in terms of holiness, you could say on the one hand, there's God. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, there's everything else. Okay. And God is holy because everything else in the universe is created by this creator, God. He is the most holy, the only holy, unique, sacred, other than thing in the universe. Mm-hmm. He stands outside time, space, Material, physical, spiritual. He is the only one like himself. So the main view of holiness when it comes to God is not that he's good or that he's perfect. Although he is both these things, that's not what holiness means. Holiness is about God's essence. God is other than, separate from, set apart from, transcendent, over, above, beyond. In one sense, he's beyond evil. In another sense, he's even beyond good because Mm. he is distinct from all of his creation. Mm. He is the incomparable God, the exalted and awe-inspiring God. So when you call God holy, You are saying God is God alone and there is no one and there is nothing like him. Hmm. So that's holiness when it comes to God. Okay. Holiness when it comes to people is the same thing with a little bit of nuance. Sure, because we're creations. Because we're creations. And so when you look at those holy people, those holy places, those holy things in scripture, they are all things, like you said, that have been dedicated to God, that have been set apart to God. Hmm. So they get to participate in his holiness. All these things were considered holy because they were set apart to a holy, unique, distinct, separate God. Mm -hmm. So as Exodus 28 verse 36 states, holy to the Lord, in other words, set apart to the Lord. So anything set apart to the Lord is holy. Mm -hmm. And if something is holy, it is set apart to God. They go hand in hand when it comes to the creation. Mm Mm-hmm. That means God can do with it what he wants and how he will. You know, the Sabbath is a holy day because it's a day that belongs specifically to God. Mm -hmm. It is set apart for his teaching, his instruction, to learn about him, to worship him with other members of the covenantal community. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. Leviticus 20, verse 26. Um, I forgot to look that one up. But it's in there, and it talks about being set apart to God being set apart from the nations. Leviticus what? 20 verse 26. Let me look really quick. That is one I forgot. I was going to have you read. You shall be holy to me, for I the Lord, for I the Lord am holy and have separated you from the peoples that you should be mine. So there's a two 
Right. There's two sides to this holiness for us. Mm -hmm. We've been dedicated to God, Mm -hmm. set apart for God, which means we're set apart from the the nations. Mm -hmm. Yes. So holiness is about what you do, but it's also about what you don't do. Right. As you've been set apart. So yeah, as believers, we're called to be holy, set apart to the Lord, set apart from everyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, so the way we dress, the way we eat, talk, treat people, the way we do our jobs, the way we handle schoolwork, Mm -hmm. the movies we watch, the music we listen to, the words we we talk. Yes, the Mm -hmm. words we say, everything about us is to be set apart for God, set apart from the world. All that we are and all that we do is to reflect we now belong to God, are for his purpose, Mm -hmm. and to be used for his glory. Mm -hmm. So you're to show the world what God is like by the way you live, even when it's just you and God. Mm -hmm. Even when it's towards your spouse at home or your kids after a long day at work or your friend who talked about you behind your back, your boss. You know, and again, will you do it perfectly? No. You will fail to be holy. So you get up and you say, I'm sorry, Lord, you repent and you get up and you keep walking. Because when God calls you to holiness, he's not calling you to sinless perfection. Right. Some unattainable goal you can't reach. He's calling to you to live that you live a life dedicated to him, set apart for him. Second Timothy 2.21 states, therefore, If anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So when the Bible talks about being holy, that's what needs to be in our mind. The set apart, distinct, unique, separate Mm -hmm. identity. Mm For God, it means he's completely other than us. Right. But for people, it means we've been set apart from others, set apart for God. Mm -hmm. And that's the word holiness is we're going to put it in our dictionary. Which, and if you look at that, that is attainable. Yes. You know, I can do this. Just, oops, I hit my mic. Just as you can say, I set apart the Sabbath day, it looks different from the rest. Right. You know, I mean, I'm even thinking of Caden, my 16-year-old, loves to scooter. And, you know, he has shoes that are specifically dedicated to wear at the skate park when he's scootering. Right. They are set apart from the rest of his shoes, and they only come out at that time because he has a plan and a purpose. Huh. Good point. Yeah. For those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So you go, okay, if I, if, so now I'm going to be catering sc- sh- scooter shoes, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? God p- came along and said, okay, you're going to be those scooter shoes. Here's when you're going to be right. used, how you're going to be used, yep. and you're going to be used to do what? Right, to bring him glory. Yeah, so therefore then when God gives his instructions and when God says, hey, do this or yep. don't do this, it's all for the, the purpose of saying, look different. Yes. You've got to look like me. Yes. You've got to represent me. Yes. So here's how you do it. Just like we've talked earlier in earlier podcast, if you were going to be me, maybe we didn't do it on the podcast. I if thought Erica we did. Was, I thought not. we did. If Erica was going to be me, she would wear certain clothes. Right. Like I just realized I never wear the color green. 
Oh, you don't? No, but you have a lot of green. I like green, yeah. I know. So it just, I bought oh. something green and. <gasps> you look like me. <laughs> I know. Well, my co- closet is color coordinated and it was like, oh, there's no green in my closet. You color coordinate. Oh, yes. Jenna, our little sister, would be Roy so G. proud Beth. of you. <laughs> oh, nerd. But so it's one of those things where you go, if Erica's going to look like me, she's going to look different, act right. different. So yes. if I'm going to represent God to the world. Yes. I have to be set apart and not look like the world. Right. So I have to be looking like God. How do I look like a God that's holy? Right. A God that's so other, so unique and distinct that he's outside of time and space. Yeah. You know, that he's outside of, in one sense, good and evil. My son was asking me or my kids were asking me the other day, well, is God a he? Ooh. Well, I said, no, <laughs> he's not a he, but that is how we refer to him. Mm-hmm. And he calls himself father and Jesus came as a man. So it is appropriate to right. use a he. I said, but technically, no, God is neither male nor female. Right. Which In to his m- image, he created them. Right. I said, which I like as a woman to know God understands what it is to be a woman. Right. But God is so other than us. How do you even comprehend a being outside of time and space, right. a being that's over and above everything that is neither male nor female. Mm-hmm. Again, we are right to call God he. That is right. how he references himself. Right. right. But, but how can he say he created woman in his image? Right. 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 He, and, right. But how do, you, how do you know this God? How do you act like him? Then? Right. Right. That's- and, and so in and, and doing that then, if I'm going to be set apart... And I'm going to look like him. I can't look like the world. Right. If I can't tell the difference between the world and God. Right. He's not unique then. Right. Or I'm not doing a good job representing him. Right. So I need to know what this God wants and thinks and is like. Right. And where do I find that? You find that in our podcast next Next week. week. (laughs) Yes. Next week we'll come back. Which, okay, so the word is law. Yeah. Which you go, okay, we'll let everyone chew on that. And do, probably different people who have studied with us will go, personally. oh, we know. Right. right. But you go, how does the law yeah. help you understand how to be holy? Be holy. Right. So that's it. It's shorter episode this week. Right. We're building our dictionary. Yep. And we want to have enough time to get into that next word. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Don't forget, as always, we are on social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest. You can go to Erica's website, ericavanheitsma.com. I have a website, veronicacopenhaver.com. But social media is there to give you a chance to interact. You can message us. We'll answer your questions directly. Yep. You, if you, depending on... Instagram has more of behind the scenes pictures. Oh, really? Stories. See, I didn't even know, I know that. Because Erica's not on any of it. Uh, Pinterest Sometimes. is if you want if you want all the graphics I've ever created, uh-huh. they're all on Pinterest. Facebook sometimes is just some conversations going. Right. A little bit of mixture of everything else. Right. So, just whet your appetite if you want to see what's going on in our daily lives. Right. So, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.